Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Acts chapter 22. That was better. That was better. That was better. I like that. I like that. We should get very excited about the Word of God. Aren't you thankful God gave us something to help us? He didn't, I, I, it's just cool about him, man. He didn't try to just say, man, good luck you on your own, man. Hope that works out for you. He gave us the Word of God. It's, it's truly is a beautiful thing that he's given us. And Acts 22 where we're going to be today. And, um, and it's just, uh, just cool what God's doing and, and through his Word. And we're going to keep speaking and pouring things into your heart. But as you uh, turn there, um, just, uh, we want to do this. We just want to just pray one more time. Just, just want to ask God to just have his way, do his thing today in our lives. So, Father, we come to you right now. <laughs> In the name above every name, Jesus. And uh, we declare that name over this house, over this word today, Father, and over our hearts. Lord, just prepare us today, God. Open our minds, our hearts, our spirits to receive, God, uh, all that you have for us. God, thank you for the testimonies that are coming out of our church, the powerful, beautiful stories that are taking place. God, thank you. There's so many more. Lord, that we're going to see happen, God. We're just thankful today for what you're doing. And uh, we just give you praise, Father, right now, God, that you've given us access today for us to enter in to a holy place. And God, we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Just fist bump your neighbor to your right and say, man, I'm glad you're sitting near me today. I am glad you're sitting near me today. And as you do that, just uh, real quick, just want to kind of let you know, we're in a little series right now. Anybody know what the current series is called? 29, man, you guys are good. We're, uh, we're in a series on the book of Acts, and uh, this is a, uh, again, he didn't tell us, we didn't have to just kind of figure it out. I'm thankful that we didn't have, to, we didn't plant faith renewed and said, no, I wonder what we, we should do. You know, I wonder what this thing's supposed to look like. Uh, he gave us the word of God, and he gave us the book of Acts. It's a beautiful picture of so many things where we see the Holy Spirit come and, and, and empower and just literally just overshadow these guys to go do the work of the ministry. And so we see the church formed and structured in the book of Acts. And so we want as a church for our church to look more like this book. And so that's some of the things we're doing in this current series called uh, 29. And it's called 29 because there's 28 chapters in the book of Acts. We believe this. We're 29. We're the next chapter that God's going to use it to be a part of changing the world. So uh, I would encourage you to do this. Go back and listen to any of the earlier messages online on our website or on iTunes. And just keep getting the word in you. Um, just quick review of last week. We did this. We, I gave you three things that um, kind of just stood out that God just kind of illuminated in our heart. And that's what we're doing when we come together. Just uh, reading a chapter and saying, God, show us. And so that's what he's been doing. Last week we talked about this. We said that you got to be watchful and watch out for wolves. Watch out for wolves. As you're on this journey, as you're moving forward, and as the church begins to move forward and take over and, and take territory, be watchful for the wolves and the things that will try to come in and steal and kill and destroy. We know that in the end, that's ultimately Satan that uses people, but he does work through people sometimes. So we have to be watchful for those things. Um, be mindful of that. So uh, as guardians of your home, you've got to watch out for those things coming into your personal home, and we have to do that as a church. So be careful, mindful of those things that there is someone out there who's trying to stop and still kill and destroy everything that God's doing. Everybody's not on your side. Everybody's not in your corner cheering you on, man. So uh, be mindful of those things. Be watchful. Uh, if it is a person, pray for them. Pray for them. Ask the Holy Spirit to deliver them. Set them free. Number two thing we talked about last week was this. We said you got to be careful who you listen to. 
Again, it's connect together. Be careful. I promise you this. Everybody's not speaking words of love into your ears and, and trying to encourage you and, and build you up. Uh, they, never, unlike anything I've ever seen, Satan will use this tactic more than any other so many times to get us to say little things, ourself even, that draw us away from what that book says. So we want to be mindful of those things, who we listen to and also what we say. Number three thing was this. We talked about launching out in faith and launching into the deep things that God has. And so uh, we did this. Man, we're talking about letting out now nets. Nets, not a net. We saw in Scripture they told them to let out the nets and to bring in a big harvest. And they had to call into the boats. Uh, I was talking to someone yesterday. That's when we were out passing out cards for another church because we believe there's other boats that God wants to fill up as well. Not just this house and this boat, but we want to be a part of filling up other boats and be a part of the bigger picture of the catch that God has for his people. So again, it's just a beautiful thing. Last week we talked about that. And so today we're going to pick up, we're going to finish Acts 21. We're going to look at Acts 22 as well. So we're going to just kind of start laying this out. But in the ending of this chapter in verse 21, you see where Paul was, was literally, again, once more time, brought in. He was arrested. He was warned earlier what would take place if he went out and started you know, sharing this gospel and sharing his story. He knew that what would happen. He was warned that you know, he'd be bound in chains. He was, they was warned that they would come and, and arrest him and beat him, but it did not stop him. He kept moving forward, and then he realized he had to do a couple of things. He used the testings and the things that he went through to increase his platform. So this is, this is very cool. As we talked about catching fish last week, which is a thing that's dear, near and dear to my heart, both fishers of fish and fishers of men. I love both. And, uh, and so there is something called test line on a fishing rod. Anybody know what test line is? Uh, t- some of you folks who know Jesus are close to him know what that means. Um, test line is this. It is the fishing line that you use and it is this, there has, there's different levels of testing upon the line. So if you believe that the catch you're going to have is lighter, you go with a lighter test line. If you're going after something great, you have greater poundage of test line for the, for the, the catch that you're going after. I wouldn't encourage you and, and, and to go out into the middle of ocean and drop a four-pound test line out in the middle and expect to hold on to what you're going to get. So, uh, so there, but there is it's this testing. There's test line. And I believe it's for this reason. The greater the testing, it's the greater the testimony that you can have as a result of it. And so some of you are going through some stuff. You've been battling some things, and you've had testings in your life. And all God wants to do with it, if you'll let him, is increase your testimony and your platform. And you have a broader audience to share Jesus with. So it is beautiful. So what Paul understands, he understands how this works. And so he does this. He uses what he goes through to elevate himself and put himself in a position, in a place. We see this at the end of Acts 21. Uh, I'm going to just throw a verse in real quick. Verse 40 in chapter 21. It says this. It says, So when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs, motioned with his hands to the people, and when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, and then we see where that, that chapter ends and we take over to the next chapter. This is what he does. Listen, he had been beaten. He had been chained up. But he used all this to get himself in a position to speak to greater people. 
Now, now this is what he could have done. He, he, could have, he could have gotten frustrated. He could have said, you know, man, my buddy tried to warn me of this. It's ridiculous, man. I, th- I thought maybe somehow supernaturally God would show up and I wouldn't have to go through something. I was hoping that maybe somehow, some way, that maybe they were wrong and this wouldn't take place. And he could have sat over there, beat down, in chains, and not opened his mouth. But he did this. He realized that all this would happen. It would get people around him. And then he did this. He pointed others to the answer. It's beautiful. We see this, and it's such a precious thing that happens here. He did this, and he goes in this place, and he goes in this platform, and he says, give me permission to speak. They grant him permission. He gets up there. I don't know if they let the chains off of him. I don't know if he was still in chains, but it says he held his hands up, and he silenced the crowd. Now, these guys were just yelling at, at, at him, and at the other guards, they were just yelling away with him. Take him out. Take, I mean, end his situation. They were just doing this, but it did not stop him. You know why? Because the first thing today, as 29, what God is calling us into, the very first thing today, if you're taking notes, is do this. He wants you and he's calling you to be courageous. Be courageous. Listen, we don't serve a weak God. We do not. We don't serve some weak-kneed, sissified God who doesn't know how to move situations and work and do things in our life. So listen, you know what he's calling us to be? He's calling us to be courageous as well, to be bold, to look like him, and to not sit back and to just pull back. Listen, you see this in Old Testament all the way through the end. He's telling them to be courageous. We see in Deuteronomy, old school, chapter 31. Listen to these words. It's beautiful. And verse 6 says this, be strong and of good courage. This is Moses speaking to the people and encouraging them. He says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua, and he said to them, said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. For you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to your fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. Come on, I talked about that inheritance earlier. There's some things that God wants us to have. Verse 8, he says this, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Listen to me. This guy, Paul, knew these verses. He knew the words, and I don't think it was just because, listen, he was just somehow felt out of obligation. He had to get up and speak those things. I believe it was because he was courageous. He had the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of him, and he stood up that day in the midst of the ones who were just yelling, take him out, and he's saying this, listen to what I'm getting ready to say. It is so incredible. I want you to listen. And then he does something. He speaks in their language. This is huge. As, we, as, as courageous people, you have to speak their language. And you have to be able to speak to the people that he surrounds you with. Now, this is, this is I want to just throw some disclaimers, all right? If everybody you're hanging with is dropping all to every bomb and this and that bomb or whatever, I'm not talking about speaking that language. There has to be some stuff. You have to be, show, hey, we're a little bit different, man. And, you know, God's challenging me, and, and he wants me to kind of speak this way, and I'm going to speak life. But listen, you have to get out there and get into the mix. Listen, if you go into your work every day, and you do this, and you have your nose up in the air, 
You think you're better than everybody else that's around there? Well, I go to church. I go to work with all these sinners. I've heard this. Pastor, pray I get a new job. Seriously. Pray I get a new job. I'm saying, everybody there is going to hell. I'm sitting there. I'm a fisherman. I'm, I'm, I'm like... There's fish all around you, man. Do you in the right place? Start casting some nets out. Start throwing some stuff, man. Start casting out, putting some stuff out there. Put some, put some bait on the hook. Start throwing some, some love hooks out there, some love baits, some Jesus. Start throwing some worship out there. Show them. Don't pull back. Don't pull back. So you got to be able to do this. And listen, you, you're careful in how you do this. You're not just jumping in and just being like this and just, and, no, listen. But you're put there for a reason. And I'm going to go ahead and say this prophetically. I'm going to operate in the prophetic for a moment. If where you're working, everybody's going to hell, I promise you, Jesus planted you there. I promise. It wasn't no accident. It wasn't just, no, he put you there. And, and, and this might be a very cool thing right here. Some of y'all may going to start working harder for Jesus before I'm ready to tell you. Finish your assignment there. Finish that assignment, and then you can move on to bigger, better territories, more open waters. You can get bigger fish, whatever it is. But start being faithful in that place. And so, again, just, and it, this is how you do it, by being courageous. Being courageous, not by being silent, by pulling back, by being weak, but being bold. This is what Paul did. Paul was bold. He has sat there in the midst of all these people, and he began to speak and say these words. It's because he under th- understood some stuff that he even wrote later. Romans 8 says this, verse 11. I like the Message Bible paraphrase of this. It says this, It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life. This is cool. He moves into your life. He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus bringing you alive to himself. And when God lives and breathes in you as he uh, does and surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you and your body will be as alive as Christ. Listen how precious that is, man. That's incredible. You know why Paul wasn't worried? He said, man, what are they going to do? Kill me? That freaks some of us out. That freaks some, and I don't want to leave till I'm supposed to. No hurry to go nowhere, man. I want to see my kids keep growing, and, and if Jesus don't come I, in, during my lifetime, I want to see grandkids and great-grand. I'm going to be old, y'all, if he don't come. I'm going to be around a while, but listen, I don't want me hanging around be because I was silent and wouldn't stand up. I want us to be courageous and be bold and step out because, listen, man, we're living in a world right now that desperately needs Jesus. Desperately needs him. And you know who has him? Us. The church of the living God, this same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so we have to go and we have to share and we cannot be silent. We have to be bold and share these things and be courageous for him. And listen, this is not something to put pressure on you. Sometimes when you speak messages like this from people, man, the warrior folks, man, you're getting fired up, man. You are pumped. I mean, because you're geared that way. You're a warrior dude, man. You're like rolling up your sleeves, and you're, you're jacked up right now. Some of you that are not geared that way, you're pulling back. You're saying, man, go to, go to the second point, because this ain't for me. 
Listen to what this is. This is the Spirit of God doing the work. He says in Ephesians 6, verse 10, he said, Finally, my brethren, I want you to be strong in the... Say that with me. Lord, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. This ain't you being better. They say it's you just flexing. This is the Spirit of God coming in and you understanding and realizing it's Him. He goes on to give us in those next following verses the armor that we need to put on and how to walk this out. So we see this. This is something that He gives us. This is the power that He does. But it comes when you do this. You're saying, I'm going to be courageous. I'm tired of sitting down and shutting up and not moving and doing something for God. I'm going to step out in faith, in boldness, and begin to show the love of Jesus to those around you. So be courageous. Tell your neighbor. He said, be courageous. Be courageous. Be courageous. Second thing we see is this. He says, and and this is is incredible. We we have to do this. We have to be courageous, but we also have to be open. Be open. Uh, Look at verse 1. He says this. He says, brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. Now, this this is wild. Remember, he had been tested, he had been beaten, he had been placed in a position and given the platform. Listen to what he does. He steps up and he begins to share his story. Now, we're, we're going to in just a moment unpack his story and you're going to see, man, this was a trip. But listen to what takes place. He begins to tell his story of what happened in his life. Listen, Lord wants you to know this. Your story is powerful. Your story is, is, is powerful. It's, 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 it's huge. Your story is powerful. And, and nobody can tell your story like you can tell it. This is, this is, this is I'm telling you, the whole, your story is huge. Um, have you ever been around the person who... Uh, who does this, they know your story. I, I don't know many people like this. I've never done this, and I don't live with one of those. I'm just going to say that. Disclaimer. Father, I repent right now. They know the story, and they do this. I'm just going to use my name. Just so I can make it personal for me for a moment. Terry, tell them about what happened at so and so. And you tell it better than I tell it, so you tell the story. And I'm like, okay, well, man, you're not going to believe what happened. We did this. And then they say, they say this. Tell them about the part where so and so. You're sitting there, I'm getting to that. Give me just a moment. Oh, you tell, you tell it better than I do. Go ahead, tell them the story. Right. Then we were like doing it, the, and then the, tell them about so-and-so, and then I want you to tell. And then you sometimes just kind of pull back, and you're like, man, just go ahead and you tell them. You know it better anyway. You weren't even there. So, but somehow, but, <laughs> but none of us live with people like that. None of us are people like that. We don't do this kind of things. But I do love this. I love the excitement about other people's stories. One of the things we want to do with, with some of the things that God's doing in this church, we want to begin to capture some of those stories. 
Uh, one of the things we want to do is like certain media and video, and we've done a little bit of this. We would love to have somebody who maybe has a gifting in this area, help in this area. We're doing some video sermons, our video uh, stories of, of uh, actual testimonies that are happening from our church. We want to begin to share and do that. And I can get up here and say, man, God did this and so-and-so, but you know what's more powerful when you say God did this in me? He did this in my life, and you start sharing that because it's so much more powerful when it comes from you. And listen, you're the only one who knows certain things. You're the only ones who know certain things you can share. You know how we're going to do this is when we're open about it, and we're going to just reel. There are some incredible people who have been set free from, people, from things in our church that would just literally just, under, just wreck you, man. I'm telling you, some of you are sitting beside people, man, who have been through so much stuff. And you're looking at them today and saying, man, they got it all together. They're doing, and I, they ain't nowhere near as messed up as I am. If you heard their story, you'd be like, wow, man, there's hope for me. Listen, you know what that happens is when we're open. We're just honest and real. So Paul begins to do this. He begins to share and tell the people what happened in him. And this is incredible. I, you see this. Adam had a uh, little wreck Thursday night. Uh, someone ran a red light and, and hit him, T-boned him. Adam's my 17-year-old son and who's up here playing and singing today praise god he's still here and still still doing what god's called him to do and uh, but it, it just real quick his things could have been different but he got hit the other day and uh the other night it's about eleven thirty, and he got hit and uh i come to the scene man i got there quick and i pulled up you know <laughs> come out man arms my you know ready man and thankfully, man, I saw him standing there, and he's good, and he's talking to the guy who hit him, and just, uh, you know, as calm as he could be. It was just so cool, and i um, just thankful for that. But the officer came out, and he, he said this after he got the information he needed. He said this. He said, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I'll, I'll, this, this is just, again, I'm, I'm not geared this way. I wanted to start saying, man, that dude ran a red light, man. He hit my son, and it wasn't my son's fault, man. He's good. It's his insurance is going up, bro, not mine. I mean, you know, it's just, you know. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, man. Some of y'all have kids, man. Your first question you ask, you okay? You everything good? And then you say, whose fault was it? <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about, man. But, but this is why they had to tell the story. They were there. They were there. You didn't tell your story, man. You. So start doing it. You know, again, it's going to take courage to do it. But start being bold, being open. Don't be ashamed of things that you've been through. You'll never know. This is what I love. And there is open here, and there's a transparency in our church, and people are sharing what God's doing, and he's using it so greatly. And this will happen when we just start being real and start being open and begin to share with others and telling them what he's done in us. And literally, all this is is you being a witness for the Lord. We see in Scripture that we, there's this word that's used, and in Acts 1.8, we preached this earlier in this series. In Acts 1.8, the verse says this. It says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I love that. The Holy Spirit, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. I, I grew up in churches where they thought the Holy Spirit came just so they could have a good service. And I'm thankful, man. We have some incredible, powerful moves of the living God in this church, and it is amazing, man. 
I, I just I feel sorry for folks that go to churches where it's dead and there's no life and there's a hope and healing. Those things are happening. But listen, he came, and this is Bible, this is scripture. He says the Holy Spirit's come upon you so you can be a witness. So you can share and say what he's done for you. And again, that comes when you're open. That word is this in, in, in the Greek, it's the word martus. Now, it is the same word where we get our word martyr from. That means this, that you've got to lay down your life, your pride, the things that, you know, if somebody's going to think bad of me if I tell them I did this or something happened or whatever, and I'm going to lay it all down for them. Become a witness for Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. Be open. The third thing is this. Be real. Be real. Just, just be real. We see in verse, verse 3, look at how this thing unfolds here. Listen to what Paul says. He gets their attention, and he says this. He says, I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of uh, Sicilia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. This is a, that's, a, that's a dude who knew the law and knew the word. He, he said this, taught according to the strictness of our father's law and was zealous toward God as you all are today. Now, this is, this, is, this is huge. Listen to what he's telling them. He's telling them, I was a really good guy. I, I'm almost going to try to help you in his eyes. Help us to see this. This is his story. He was telling these guys there, he said, man, he said, I was a good dude. I... I, I know the Bible, I know the Torah, I know these verses. I was taught, man, I was taught by the man. Gamaliel knew some stuff. I was good. And he says this, he says, I was zealous. I was zealous. You know, he was, he was very passionate about religion. Very passionate. He was very, I mean, he had some courage. He had some passion. He was telling these guys, man, that he was really good. He was letting them know and letting them come into a place where they could see that, man, I am awesome. But listen, I just, I want to throw this out there. Nobody in this room is good enough. None of us. None of us. Well, Pastor, you know, I've, you know you're beginning that two-service thing. I've been praying and seeking God's holy face. He spoke directly to me, and I'm going to serve in both services. I'm going to help out. I'm going to do all these things. Good, man, we, we need you so much to do that. But that's not good enough. Pastor, I've been praying. I've been seeking God's holy face. I've been talking about giving. And you know what I want to do? I'm going to sell my house, my car. I'm even going to sell my shirt off my back right now. I'm going to give all the funds to the church. Thank you. Keep your shirt on. Do the other stuff. That'd be awesome. That'd be very cool. It's not good enough. You know what he's saying here is this. We can't be good enough. He's telling them that, man, I was a religious guy. I was doing all this stuff. I was a good guy. But we're never good enough. And I want you to see, listen, what happens when we think we're good? I want you to get ready to see how this thing unfolds. Pick up in verse 4. Listen to what his good got him to do. He said this. I persecuted this way. That, that word in there is what they would call the early Christian, the church, the people of God. He said this. He said, I persecuted this way to the death. 
binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. And also the high priest, uh, he hears, bears witness with me, and all the counsel of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. You know what he was saying there? This is, this is, how, this is how this works. He said, man, I was also real bad. I, his goodness and his mind led him to just do some very bad things in the end. It, and that's what being good can do. He, we think it's us. And we let religion and zeal towards anything other than the gospel and the truth of God's word. It will lead us to a place where we persecute those that God's called us to reach. And so he's told the myth in this word. He said, man, I was real bad. He says something there that is just, it, it, I, I tell you, it, it, it's the only way God gave it to me. It just, the goodest, gr- goodest, good grace person that you can think of in your mind, listen, will not go to heaven without Jesus. The most worst, vile, ugliest past person who's done things that you can think of, listen, there is in no way they can go to hell with Jesus. There is no way. There, I mean, it don't, but they did this and they did that and such were some of us. And they did these things. You can even say, I did these things. Listen, it does not matter. He tells these guys, he said, I killed and persecuted and, and took and put to death innocent blood. There's nothing you could have done too bad. You could have a rap sheet that just so long and, and, and so many things that you've done personally. But with the love of Jesus, listen, please hear today. He made a way. Paul been real good. Paul also been real bad. But Paul was also this. Paul was in real need. And he knew it. He knew it. And the story unfolds like this. He talks about being on that road and being headed to Damascus. And on that road, something took place. This light shines down from heaven. And he's telling again his story. He's open. He's sharing. He's telling them what took place. He said, Man, who are you? Who, who, is, who, who is this that's doing this? And the words come back, and it's beautiful. Verse 8 says it. It's in red letters. He says this. He says that I am Jesus of Nazareth. Who you're persecuting. Paul was in real need. Being good and doing all the laws and getting everything right and, and fulfilling the checklist and all those things wouldn't get him in. Being the worst sinner, the worst of the worst, it, it wouldn't get him in. Listen, he has to come and listen. This happens for every person that's here. I promise you. 
This may be your Damascus Road moment. This may be the day that he's journeyed you on this road and all these things happen in your life. I mean, some good stuff took place and some, some bad things happened along the way and all this stuff's going on. And you might have been thinking today, man, there's no hope for me. Or you may be on that road thinking you're getting ready to do something real powerful. But God did this and he puts you in places just like this. And he shines light on you and he speaks to you and he says things like this. I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. This is what Paul had to do. I love this. I love the story and the parallels, the things that happened here, man. It is precious. He blinds him. Physically, he blinds him. And he shows him something that day. He shows him that this is not something that we have to just see with our eyes. He's showing him that this is not a natural thing that happens, but it is something called faith that you must have. And today, by faith, you can hear the voice of God speak to you. You can hear him and he can call you by name and he can speak into your life and he can tell you who he is and he can tell you what he's done, but you have to come to the place to where you do this. Quit trying to look around at everything that's going on in the natural and think you can make it happen. You have to come to the place to where you close your eyes. And by faith, say yes. I believe you, Jesus. Man, I've been real good. Do I really need him? Yeah. I've been real bad. I don't know if he could save me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, because of all the stuff that's happened in my life and all the things that I've done. I love the verse. Isaiah 59. Verse 1, it says this, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. You know what that tells me? No matter how deep I am away. It doesn't matter how far I'm away. And have you been in that place? Haven't you been there, man? You say, God, can't you hear me? Can't you hear me? And he said this. He said, man, you cannot be so far away that I cannot hear you. He says in Psalm verse, chapter 40, verse 2, he said that he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my st- steps. Listen to me. Deep in the pit, the miry clay stuck. I've been out duck hunting and I've been in places like that. I'm serious, man. Walking through the woods, man, and you think everything's getting ready to be good and you're getting ready to go have your good time duck hunting and have a good time with fellowship with your boys and walk into something that you couldn't get out of. There's been times I've got out of my boat and I thought I was on good solid ground and ended up 
Thankfully, man, I never did that alone. I had people help me out. And I've been a hand to someone else. Know this today. You're not too deep. You're not too far. And every one of us need Jesus. We all need Jesus. I'm going to ask you just where you're sitting right now. I want you to do this. Just bow here for a moment. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being here right now. Thank you for your spirit who's with us today. And speaks to hearts. Speaks to lives. And draws us even now. Draws us even now. There's three things I spoke into your life today by the word. First one was this. He's calling you to be courageous and have courage. And I want to ask you this. If, if that's you, that was, that's your story right now. You, you, you need some holy boldness, man. You, 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 there's something in you, man, you want to do this for God, and you're believing he's calling you into some stuff that, I mean, he wants to use you mightily. You need some courage to walk this out. And again, this is by his spirit, by his might, not by yours. That's you. God spoke to you during that point. I want you to do this. I want you just to raise your hand and say, man, he spoke to me right there, Pastor. Terry, I, I, that was me. I, he spoke directly to me. I see a lot of hands. Raise them up. It's okay. Just raise it up high. All been there. We get there so many times. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow, thank you for it, Father. You're getting ready to pour some courage into some people today. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The second thing I say is this, that you just got to be open. Just share your story. You, you, there's some of you that, that you've been through some incredible, incredible testing. You've been through some incredible, difficult times. Some by your own failure and fault has put you in some places. But man, you have a story to tell. And listen, you know God's calling you to tell it. You know it. You know there's been, you've been through some things and he wants to use this to bless someone else. If that's you, I, I want you to just do this. Just slide your hand up. You could, you could raise them up for both. That's cool. Father, thank you for hands that went up. For honest people, just open. Just open. And for some of you right now, I'm going to ask you this. You need to be real. You just need to be real. You've been real good, you've been real bad, but you're in real need. And you know today that it's Jesus who's the answer. If that's you. And I promise you, every one of us had to come to the place when we met Jesus. He spoke into our life, and he declared who he was. We all had to come to that and accept him by faith. By faith. Not visually what we see, but by, by faith what we hear and know to be true from his word. That's what we see happen with Paul. Put faith in him. And if you just be real today, just be honest, just be real. You say, Terry, I need this Jesus you're talking about in my life. I need to, I need to surrender my life to him. Uh, I, or maybe it was a place I prayed a prayer, but man, I'm, I feel like I'm so deep into the pit. Or it may be just I feel like he can't hear me. I just I, Whatever it is. You're there, you're honest, and you're real. And you know this to be true today. You know you need Jesus. You're in real need of Jesus. I want you to slide your hand up as well. right now. 
It's awesome. Man, it's so awesome. Raise it up. Man, you don't have there's nothing to be ashamed about. Man, praise God. Who else? See that, man. That's so awesome. Praise God, man. Thank you, Jesus. We're all, we've been in real need until we met the real Lord, the real Jesus, true God. That's awesome. Anybody else? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Man, you guys are awesome. Thank you for just being honest. Just being real. I just want to just speak right now, just blessings of every person right now. I just want to pray over you. And in just a moment, we're going to, we're going to close our service out like we do every service with a worship song and with open altars. And we pray and we celebrate and we just take to God any needs that are here. We celebrate with those who have responded to Jesus and said yes to Him and understood they were in real need. <laughs> so we're going to do that in just a moment. So I want you to do this. Just every, every person, if you would, just stand. And it just, it just as quick as you get up, I want you just one more time, if you would, to just bow your head. Just right where you're at. Just right where you are. This is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being honest today. Thank you for being honest today. And we're getting ready to do something. We're getting ready to celebrate with heaven. Because, listen, if you raised your hand for that last one, you said, I'm in real need of Jesus. Listen, he's in really, really, really desperately in love with you and wants to really, really, really pour himself into you and change and radically transform your life from this day forward. That's the kind of God that we serve. So if you raise your hand, just, just right where you're standing, I want you to say this to him. Just have your head bowed, every eye closed. And listen, I just, even if you're a Christian, just pray this out loud with me right now. Join in with these guys and just pray with them. I want us to do this. Just say, Jesus, I believe you got on a cross and gave your life for me. <laughs> I believe today that you rose from the grave. I believe today you ascended to heaven. And I believe today that you're coming again. I ask you now to be my Lord, be my Savior. Fill me with your Spirit. Strengthen me in Jesus' name. I receive you now by faith. By faith. In Jesus' name.